You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. The reigning American League Division champions head into 2020 with their sights set on bigger things. This is the show that keeps you plugged into that pursuit with all the news, moves, and more. It's the Twins Hot Stove Show, presented by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. And here's your host of the Hot Stove Show, Chris Atterbury. Well, good evening and welcome to another edition of the Twins Hot Stove Show. It is brought to you, as always, by our good friends, at Killebrew Root Beer, and boy, have we got some stuff for you tonight. Kind of a scrambling edition of the Twins Hot Stove Show because there's uh, there's trades in the air, and there are uh, some new folks headed to some uh, new locations around Major League Baseball. We'll hit all of that. We'll hear from Rich Hill, spoiler alert, on what some of the uh, news and notes might entail, and also check in with Louisa Rise from Fort Myers. Let's start, though, with a lot to discuss in our weekly baseball bulletin. Ah, trade rumors in the air, and a trade has now been put together. Uh, What you could legitimately call a blockbuster deal, including three teams and the Twins right in the middle of it. The long-awaited Mookie Betts deal has happened. Mookie Betts is headed to the Dodgers for a dynamite outfield. They will uh, have patrolling Chavez Ravine, David Price, and his $96 million, half of which will be paid by the Red Sox, also headed to Los Angeles. Not a fun day to be a Red Sox fan. They will get Alex Verdugo, and then that's where the Twins come in. Hard-throwing right-hander, the bazooka, Bruce Dar Gratterall will be headed to Fenway Park. He can uh, move his stuff about uh, six miles uh, in uh, Fort Myers from the Twins training complex out to the Red Sox training complex. And Kente Maeda is ticketed to Minnesota. Now, all of this is pending physicals. That's a lot of guys who need to pass a lot of medical tests. So nothing official as I'm speaking this into a microphone. But hopefully by the time you're listening across our network or later in the week via podcast, all of that has become official. Now, obviously, the big news, if you're a Twins fan, is the addition of this guy. And the 2-2, strike three call, somewhat delayed by Lance Barrett. 85, it was down, but a delayed strike three call. And Dozier's out number two, second straight strikeout for Maeda, third tonight. Now, not the addition of Corey Provis, uh, not the addition of Brian Dozier, but Kente Maeda, he's been with the Dodgers, he's from Japan, he's just entering his 30s. Uh, We are going to hear a lot more about Maeda and the pitcher that he is, the person that he is from his former and future teammate Rich Hill. Also an update on Rich Hill's throwing program coming up in segment two here tonight. So a big trade, twins right in the middle of it as they give up the hard-throwing right-hander. We'll also hear about the human side of that. You, you think about it in numbers as a fan, we'll hear about the human side of that from Louisa Rise later in our program, a guy who's been playing baseball with Bruce Dargraderall since they were young kids in Venezuela. So news and notes starting with a whopper, but that is not the only news in and around Major League Baseball affecting the Minnesota Twins this week. Uh, they have announced their non-roster invitees, including former big league arm Julius Chassin. We'll get into detail with those non-roster invitees as part of our What's Brewing competition coming up in just a bit. Justin Morneau over Twins Fest, lauded and justifiably so for entering the Twins Hall of Fame this coming summer. He'll also be entering the Canadian 
Baseball Hall of Fame. So it's going to be a big year of speech writing for Justin Morneau. Uh, and uh, congratulations uh, to Justin for that tremendous honor. means a lot to him, and obviously he is a worthy inductee into that Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. Other news, the uh, yearly rankings are out from Cliff Corcoran, now working with The Athletic, about t- uniforms around Major League Baseball, and the Twins' baby blues, well, they're getting rave reviews from Cliff, but, and here's where you might have a case uh, to argue with him a little bit, He claims the uniform package, the total uniform package for the Twins, well, he says it's second worst in baseball, that only the Rangers have worse overall uniforms than the Twins. I might take some exception to those rankings, but he does like the Baby Blues. And finally, music is coming to Target Field, and if you're anywhere close to my age, uh, this will make you feel 15 again. Yeah, if you're welcome to the jungle, the jungle is coming to Target Field July 24th. Guns and Roses from October rain last year to November rain this summer. I offered to come in and play that uh, little guitar riff uh, live. Gino said, no, my guitar is not allowed anywhere near the studio. But Guns N' Roses will be here uh, with Axel, with Slash, and the whole gang. Uh, and we expect to see you out here cheering them on as well. So Guns N' Roses in July at Target Field. Uh, wrapping up our baseball bulletin, I guess our music bulletin as well. As for our What's Brewing competition, now last week we didn't have a winner and we gorged on the root beer here in studio ourselves. This week we're not so lucky because Kimberly Hanstad, you are going to get a Kilber Root Beer prize pack coming your direction. The question was, who will lead the Twins in saves in the coming year? We really respected the person who went out on a limb and said it was going to be Lewis Thorpe. We got a lot of Taylor Rogers selections. If you spell this last name with a D, you were eliminated. Kimberly Hanstad spelled it correctly. She says, Taylor Rogers, number of saves in 19, blows the bullpen competition out of the water. His hard work in the offseason will set him up to get the most saves in the coming year. I'd love to see Romo set him up more regularly for the save. Romo shows the passion. Rogers brings the calm. So there you have it. Kimberly Hanstead, congratulations. Appreciate you playing our What's Brewing game. Brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. And enjoy some Killebrew Root Beer on us. This week, as promised, our conversation and our competition has to do with the Twins' non-roster invitees. They were announced this week. You can find the list online. I'll buzz through them. Pitchers include Charlie Barnes, Sam Clay, Danny Colon, Blaine Hardy, Caleb Thielbar, our old buddy in the pride of Randolph, Minnesota, Julie Chassin, Eduard Colina, Ryan Garten, Griffin Jacks, and Jake Reed, now a submariner and a guy we like an awful lot, all will be in camp. Catchers Juan Gratterall, Ryan Jeffers, Ben Rortvet, Tomas Talis. Infielders Royce Lewis, Jack Reinheimer, and Wilfredo Tovar. And outfielders, familiar names by now, Trevor Larnick, Alex Kirilov, and Brent Rooker. They will all be in camp as non-roster invitees. So our question to you in the What's Brewing competition, which of those non-roster invitees will have the single biggest impact on the Twins' big league roster in the coming year every year somebody comes out of nowhere whether it's breaking camp with the club whether it's coming up to supplant the roster later in the summer and our question to you which of the names we just mentioned will have the largest impact on the club in 2020 again non-roster invitees not just on the 40 man non-roster uh invitees who will have the biggest impact at twins radio 
Hashtag Twins Radio is how you play. And again, it's easy enough to do. Charlie Barnes, Sam Clay, Danny Colon, Blaine Hardy, Caleb Theobar, Jalee Chassin, Edouard Colina, Ryan Garten, Griffin Jacks, Jake Reed, Juan Gratterall, Ryan Jeffers, Ben Rordvet, Tomas Talese, Royce Lewis, Jack Reinheimer, Wilfredo Tovar, Trevor Larnick, Alex Kirloff, and Brent Rooker, all non-roster invitees who uh, will have the impact. We will find out. For me, as I look up and down this list, I think Blaine Hardy's a guy. Chassin is a guy. Excited to see what Jax and Colina can do. Very bullish on Ryan Jeffers at some point in the major leagues. Obviously, Royce has a bright future. Don't know if it's this year or next. And Larnett, Kirloff, and Rooker, I think all solid guys who win needed with an outfield depth uh, pretty solid throughout the organization will have very positive impacts on the Twins organization moving forward. Would love to hear what you think. Again, it's hashtag Twins Radio at Twins Radio. So that's it. The big news, of course, is the trade and the killer guitar tunes that are coming to Target Field in July. We'll talk about Maeda with Mr. Rich Hill next on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back to the Twins Hot Stove Show, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, and it's unprecedented. Last week on the Twins Hot Stove Show, we heard from Rich Hill, a chance for Twins territory to get to know one of the newer Twins. And, and Rich, you're making a back-to-back appearance. You're just that popular here in Twins territory already. <laughs> Well, that's, I guess that's a good thing. I'd rather do the talking on the field, though. It's uh, better uh, better left unsaid. Is, uh, well done is better than uh, well said, right? So. I, I like that, and I think people are excited for, for that as well. Before we get to uh, the potential addition of a former teammate of yours to this Twins rotation, when we spoke at Twins Fest, you were just about to start throwing. Now, that's a landmark moment for any player coming back from uh, any injury. Uh, how has the throwing gone for you? Oh, thanks. Yeah, the throwing's been unbelievable. So I've been able to throw. Uh, I just started Monday, and I uh, just kind of actually am in the car right now driving home after doing uh, all my workout and rehab and everything like that, and it feels so good. I, I don't know how else to describe it, but it, it feels brand new. And just kind of continue on with the throwing program, continue on with uh, you know the rehab progression, and uh, be back uh, shooting for early June. Oh, that's fantastic. I can literally hear you smiling through the phone uh, coming off of the yeah. uh, the workout yeah. today, and that's a great sign. Uh, big news, of course, last night with this uh, uh, trade. It has not officially been announced as we speak with all the paperwork that goes into these types of, of big transactions. But you were a teammate in Los Angeles uh, of Kente Maeda. You probably know him better than anybody in Twins territory does. What can you tell Twins fans about this right-handed pitcher? Well, he's a uh, first of all, he's a great guy, great family guy. You know, he's got a he's got a wonderful family. Uh, I got to know Kento over the last four years really well. Even though, despite you know our our language barrier, but he you know he has he had his translator, and we were able to uh, you know speak through through his translators that he's had over the years, and and I've got to know him uh, uh, pretty well. And you know, from that aspect, uh, you know, is is unbelievable off of the field, and then obviously on the field, his work speaks for itself. He you know, he's got incredible uh, ability and feel for all of his pitches. Uh, he has a great uh, change-up. Uh, it's kind of like a split change. Uh, he's got one of the best sliders in baseball, uh, which I don't, I don't really think, obviously people don't get to see that a lot. They don't, they don't get to get in that in-depth on how good this guy's pitches actually are, and he's got an incredible fastball. Uh, so as long as he's using the, the three-pitch mix that he has, um, you know, effectively – then, you know, it's, it's really, really tough to have any success off of Kenta. And, you know, 
from what I've seen in the postseason, and that's what I like talking about is the postseason because that's where we're going here in Minnesota, and that's the mindset is that getting geared up. And obviously, we got the 162. We don't want to put the cart in front of the horse, but what he can do in the postseason and how dynamic he is in the post is like a Swiss Army knife for pitching staff. Uh, you know, he obviously, if the fans out there are paying attention to the postseason in the last four years, you see him come out of the bullpen, you see him start. I mean, he can really do it all. He's he's extremely, extremely uh, talented pitcher, and and he has a great intensity about him when he's out there on the mound. You know, he's he's calm and collected, but when he needs to, you know, he can get fired up. So, something that I've I've loved to loved to watch over the last four years, and and to solidify the rotation uh, in Minnesota with with Kenta Maeda is going to be huge. Now he's a guy we don't get to see a lot in the American League. Haven't seen the National League West in a couple of years in terms of the interleague stuff. And I'm really curious. You talk about that slider, and so often right. you compare a guy's pitch to another player that you might be familiar with. Oh, his slider moves like this guy's slider, or his split acts yeah. like this guy's split. Is there a comp, uh, maybe an American League comp for his slider that you that you rave about? I mean, I, and that's one thing that I don't really like to do is compare mm-hmm. guys because I, I believe everybody is their own individual. You know, you see, you see a player and they say, oh, that reminds me of, uh, you know, left-hand pitcher who kind of throws low three-quarter. That reminds me of Chris Sale. It's like, well, not really because, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's his own guy. But um, so I, I don't – if I was going to throw something out there, maybe Kluber, that would be a nice comp. Um, it's a little bit shorter than Kluber's. I think Kluber has a little bit bigger break on his. But it's as late as Kluber's, so that makes a huge difference to everybody who's listening. Is like, it's kind of like, okay, well, I get the size of the break. Well, I want it to be huge and a big breaking ball, but it also depends on when the ball decides to break. Mm-hmm. You know, the later the better, uh, because then you're giving the hitter a different look, and, it, and 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 he has to react that much later when the ball is breaking that much later towards the plate. So it's something that uh, you know he has an incredible feel and talent for, and and again his his split changeup that he throws is devastating. It is, it, I mean, you know, and again, it's a, it's the combination of the three pitches, how we, how he's going to use, you know, use those pitches and how he's going to be uh, able to um, use that repertoire against, um, you know, against uh, the hitters. Well, you mentioned postseason success, and you know something about that, and you've seen it firsthand. And you also, I like the phrase Swiss Army Knife, and, and so much of that comes from not only the mix that you described, you know, I think as being a left-handed hitter, that split change would be something I wouldn't want to have to deal with, the slider, the, the right. good fastball. But to me, there's also the element, not just the pitches, but the understanding of how to utilize them and how to pitch. And he strikes me, from your description and from what we've seen of him, as a guy who's far from a thrower he is more polished certainly in the studying of uh, of what a true pitcher is is that a fair assessment no oh, absolutely and he, when you watch him you, you know use those pitches and and you're paying attention to the game and how he goes about you know dissecting a hitter it, it's you know it's got an incredible uh, effortless quality to it and uh, the one thing that i also love to mention as i said before is his postseason experience with the world series experience so you know, he has all these huge games to draw from into 2020 and into the postseason in 2020. And again, I don't like talking about the future because I'm a very here and now and in the moment type player and person. And I think that's, uh, but it's just, again, it's just to draw a broader picture for everybody and, and see how big of, of an acquisition this is going to be for the Twins. And it's, I wouldn't take it lightly. It's, he's, he's an incredible pitcher and uh, with the experience that goes along with it. And, again, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. 
Rich, that's uh, some invaluable insight. We really appreciate it, and uh, you joining us on short notice here today on the Twins Hot Stove Show, and and also being in the here and now. Congratulations on on getting the arm moving again and getting the throwing program going. Next step for you? Are are you headed south here pretty soon? Yeah, I'm gonna uh, go down on uh, Sunday. I'll be down there, uh, so I'll be there by Monday morning. Well, we can't wait to see you in action and uh, excited to have uh, you and Kente obviously wearing Twins uh, uniforms here as we head into 2020. Safe travels to you and your family. Uh, We look forward to catching you in Fort Myers. All right, I'll see you guys down there. Thank you. All right, that's Rich Hill with some really interesting stuff, firsthand uh, knowledge and and insight as to the uh, newest, hopefully it's official by now, member of the Twins rotation in Kente Maeda the right-hander for the Minnesota Twins. This is the Twins Hot Stove Show. We'll come back and check in with Luisa Rice when we return on your home for Twins baseball. Welcome back to the Twins Hot Stove Show. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer with just a couple more of these uh, remaining, and then it's spring training time in Fort Myers. And we go to Fort Myers for our next guest, and that is Twins second baseman Luisa Rice. Elvis Martinez is here in studio enjoying one final day of cold weather before he heads to spring training, but... Luis has uh, been known to tell a large crowd that Elvis is unnecessary, uh, so we don't know if he'll he'll chime in or not. And first of all, Luis, uh, how how are your workouts going, and how excited are you for for baseball to start for real? Este, me siento bien. Me siento bien. Gracias a Dios he venido trabajando. He estado trabajando duro. Parte de mi tobillo me siento ya al 100%. Estoy corriendo. Estoy bateando, que es lo que me gusta hacer, y pues. Yeah, I'm feeling good, feeling great so far, so good. Uh, it's been an extens- uh, extent uh, off-season. We're working and rehabbing my ankle. Everything's looking good, and thankfully, thank God, uh, everything's going to be ready to go next week. Last year, you caught some Twins fans by surprise, and you were such a, a key part of this championship club down the stretch. So you've made the big leagues. That's goal one. How different is it now to approach trying to stay there and establish yourself for the long term as a major leaguer? Elvis. Juan, eh, eh, tuviste una temporada bastante buena y sorprendiste a muchas personas. ¿Cuán importante fue eso para ti? ¿Y cuán preparado te sientes ahora que vas a jugar una temporada completa? Bueno, me siento, creo que me siento bien. Me siento bien porque ya ellos me están dando una oportunidad que me dieron el año pasado y quiero aprovecharla para... Para comenzar con el equipo de principio, sé que vamos a traer muchas cosas este año. Muy buenas. You know, I'm really excited, uh, looking forward. First off, I'm happy for what I was able to accomplish last season in that short period of time. And then now that I'm looking forward to have a, an entire season up at this level, I'm looking forward uh, to put up the numbers and to help the team and also have a full, tea, a full uh, healthy season. You know, That's important for me. And uh, just looking forward for the opportunity to take advantage of it. You have such an incredible ability to make contact and to use the entire field at the plate. You spoke at Twins Fest, though, of wanting to maybe do a little more pull side damage in the power department if pitchers tried to take advantage of you in that regard. What have you done to work on that aspect of your game? Mira, este, estaba trabajando. Lo que me mantenía siempre positivo. Me, no me gustan los, los ponches, como siempre lo he dicho. Odio poncharme, ya que desde pequeño comenzaba a llorar cuando lo hacía. Este, y pues espero tener un año saludable y un buen año positivo para el equipo. Yeah, like you said, I like to go the other way. And uh, one thing I want to make clear right now is I hate strikeouts. And so I just I just like to put the ball in play. I'm looking uh, forward to keep doing that. 
if if they give me that side of the play, I'm going to take advantage of it. I hate strikeouts too, Luis. I think that uh, it's a refreshing thing to hear. Do you care where you hit in the lineup? I know a lot of people say, even in this modern era of baseball, you're the quintessential leadoff man. Do you care where you hit in the order? No, no sé, no sé dónde voy a batear, pero, pero me encanta ser leadoff. Pero si estoy en la no para ayudar al equipo, me sentiría orgulloso de estar en el equipo y poder eh, portar mi granito de arena. Yeah, no, I have no idea uh, where I'm going to be on the lineup. And uh, I enjoy leading off, but, uh, you know, it is whatever they decide, and then I'll be ready for, for whatever uh, position I'm, I'm up there in the lineup. I just want to be out there and be able to support the team win. Luis Urias, who's our guest, twin second baseman on the Twins Hot Stove Show from Fort Myers, where he's working out in preparation for the season. Luis, you're so much fun to watch hit. You also, for me, are a guy who looks like you're having so much fun while you're playing. Is that true? Are you, is there anything you do in your day-to-day life that, that brings you more joy than playing baseball? Yeah, I enjoy baseball because it's my favorite, it's my favorite sport. And uh, I think it's the best sport in my life. And uh, I mean, in the twin, I love twins. I love fans. I want to say thanks for this sport and then... Uh, Thank you for the interview, and uh, let's go Twins. Let's go Twins indeed. Now, we'll close on uh, on a business note because baseball is so much fun, but it's also a business, and I know that you and Bruce Argraterall are countrymen. You've played together for a long time. It's never fun to see one of your teammates and good friends move on to a different organization, even if it's for the better of the team and for even for his opportunity. Was that a surprise to you, and and were you a little bummed out that you won't be playing with Bruzdar anymore? Yeah, I mean, I think I want to meet him because he's a really good pitcher. And then, I mean, I love Garrido because we we played together when we were little too. And then I meet him in the academy in the Huma, so I miss him, man. I mean, it's a it's a surprise for me because he's a he's a good guy. He's humble. He works hard every day. And then, I mean, I think I don't want to play him when we play with Boston. I don't want to play. play I don't, I don't want to play him because he got a really good sinker and he throws hard, you know. But I, we, we, we keep in touch, you know. So I'm going to miss him. Man. Well, you're definitely going to face him, whether in spring training there in Fort Myers or against the Red Sox. My question is, does... Does the bazooka throw you a first pitch fastball? Que si tú crees que lo vas a enfrentar en spring training y si y si te va a tirar el primer pitch o te va a tirar una recta. Él me va a tirar una recta a 104 millas, pero yo se la puedo devolver a a 2000 para atrás de nuevo, pero lo va a seguir queriendo. Yeah, I know he's going to open up that at bat with a fastball, 102 fastball, but I'm going to hit it back uh 2000 miles per hour back to him. Right up the middle. All right. Luis, we'll let you get back to your preparations. Uh, It was awfully fun to see what you did last year, and we can't wait across Twins territory to see what the coming season has in store. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. That's the voice of Luis Arise, and we certainly appreciate the Twins second sacker joining us after a workout in Fort Myers today. Obviously excited about the season. A little bit bummed that his workout partner, countryman, a guy he's been playing with since he was a little kid in Bruce Dark Gratterall, 
appears to be headed to the Boston Red Sox. I also want to thank Elvis Martinez, uh, who was in here in studio with us, helping translate. You can see at times with Luis uh, using Elvis, at times not using Elvis. Elvis is such a critical and valuable asset to the organization, uh, has the trust and has earned the trust of the Twins players, and he is certainly a, a huge help to us as well over and over again. So our thanks to Luis Arise. Also want to thank Rich Hill. We caught Rich right after his workout as well today for his insight into his former teammate in Los Angeles, Kente Maeda, and uh, obviously uh, his uh, future teammate here with the Minnesota Twins as well. And great news, not to get lost in this, great news as far as Hill's health and the throwing program and being back and throwing and headed now to Fort Myers in the next week or so. So thanks to Rich and to Luis and Elvis for another edition of our Twins Hot Stove Show. Want to remind you, just a couple of shows remaining. We encourage you to participate in our What's Brewing competition. Uh, once again, this week, we're asking which of the non-roster invitees, a list you can easily find on the internet or go back and re-listen to this show on uh, your podcast, uh, which of the non-roster invitees will have the biggest impact on the Minnesota Twins Major League roster at some point in the upcoming season at Twins Radio. Hashtag Twins Radio is how you play that game. So another edition is in the books. Two more remaining before we get the uh, fuse lit for spring training here in 2020. This has been another edition of the Twins Hot Stove Show. We'll see you next week right here on your home for Twins Baseball. You've been listening to the Twins Hot Stove Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of a Treasure Island Baseball Network.